Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with John Cooper. We're here with a random podcast that's actually our live show that, since we're recording it, is no longer live. We're recording this on a day in which Twitter is having some serious difficulties, and ergo, so is Periscope. So, you get us to tickle your ears instead of your eyes tonight. Um... Tonight's show is brought to you, as always, by Fifth Quarter CFB. Fifth Quarter backs uh, small college football, love small college football, all the way down from Group of Five to D2, FCS, NAI, D3. They love it all. They eat it all up. Um, go find them at Fifth Quarter Inc. wherever you are on social media. We also are brought to you by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. Um, they do a great job with jerseys, with um, pop-up web stores. They take care of everything for you and treat you like you are a VIP. Go find them at templesports.com. So uh, let's let's talk uh, real quick, John, about the, uh, the the Kaiser Southeastern game. You know, I think the. Uh we both predicted different winners. You were right with Kaiser. Um, I, I definitely thought Southeastern, like I said, had a chance to definitely win at the end there. Oh, yeah. Just in the fourth quarter, no, no one could get anything going. And it seemed like Entire I, second half. I think it really shows how good of a team Kaiser is because they basically gift-wrapped that game for Southeastern because they struggled. Um, their starting quarterback threw for under 100 yards. had some interceptions. They even lost a fumble. So Southeastern had three turnovers they created and still couldn't pull away from Kaiser. And I really think with Kaiser being one-dimensional on the ground there by Burgess, um, who had a fantastic game, yeah. that I, I really think Kaiser is an elite team because whenever things aren't working out and you just find a way to win against a great Southeastern team, I think it really shows Kaiser has a really bright season. You know, uh, credit to the Southeastern defense – um, I looked back in Eli Matthews' history of, uh, of any game. This was by far his worst um, performance in terms of efficiency. Eli Matthews is usually a 75% guy. Um, on the night, he was 10 for 24. Um, credit Southeastern's uh, defense for staying with it, for um, – you know, keeping keeping it uh, going. Next man up defense. They lost a lot of players uh, last Saturday, um, but that defense just kept coming at Eli Matthews. Um, you know, I was sitting up in the in the box with with one of the SIDs, and um, you know, first couple runs, Burgess is going for like twenty yards pop. Right. Um, you know, and he's like going, "Oh no, this is going to be a long night." But give credit to the Southeastern defense for um, really um, stepping up to the plate. Congrats to Eugene Witherspoon of Southeastern, who um, eclipsed um, a, a receiving mark. I can't remember off the top of my head which one I was told it was, um, but he had a great game. Uh, Burgess for uh, Kaiser just put the team on his back. The entire defense for Kaiser was fantastic. Um Credit to Coach Writings there. He had his guys prepared. Um, and our best wishes to Cooper Jones, who uh, got knocked in the next week um, on, a, on a scramble. We hope you're on the men, buddy. 
Um, you know, thanks to Brian Bell for meeting with me um, over lunch and just talking yeah, about the game. Yeah, what a cool experience. Why don't you talk about a little bit just how, how your experience went going to Lakeland and seeing the game live. I tell you what, Lakeland is one of uh, – is, is it's a, already a nice town, um, but you step foot on the southeastern campus and it feels like you're in an Italian villa. Um, it's such a nice campus. I, I can't say that enough times. Um, they've done a fantastic job. Um, their facilities are, are top notch. Um, you know, they, they did have a, a good number of, of fans there that, that packed Victory Field. Um, you know, they had a ton of eating options. I, I chose the Chick-fil-A Express that was there. They had Papa John's. They have a bunch of new restaurants on on the other side of campus that I wasn't on. Um, just a beautiful, beautiful spot. Nice folks. Um, I'll, I'll repost pictures at some point. Uh, if you didn't see them on Saturday, um, it was just a, a great time was had um, up there. I was in the catbird seat up in the SID's office overlooking the field. So uh, that was that was nice to be able to to do uh, it was a, it was a good trip all in all and uh, glad I got to go and I and I can't wait to get back to another southeastern game it, it just a beautiful beautiful place. Um, well, let's go ahead and get to the next game. Kansas Wesleyan William Penn. Um, Kansas Wesleyan did start a little slow there, um, but by the second quarter they had everything going crazy. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kansas Wesleyan just. Clicked on offense, thrown for over 300 yards. Uh, the telling point in the game is William Penn got the rush. Uh, not, not what they wanted, but they're at popping three yards per carry. The telling sign of this game is that William Penn went one for 13 on third down. And as a triple option team, if you can't continue drives, you know, it's just going to be a bad night for you, especially when you got an explosive firepower offense like Kansas Wesleyan, who I think is, you know, has a real shot to make it the Grambling or wherever the national championship will be hosted in the spring. Yeah, uh, if you combine third and fourth down, you're talking about six of 19. That's not going to get it done for a triple option team. Um, you've got to convert one or the other. The, the idea of the triple option is to keep it third and manageable and, and keep moving forward, albeit at a, at a less explosive pace typically. Um, so let's take a look at our top 25. I know y'all can't really see it. I can so I'm just going to go through here. Um, coming in at number 25 is Montana Western. Um, can't wait to see what they're going to do. We have a three-way tie for 22nd uh, between Ottawa of Arizona, Dort, and Concordia. Um, it's very interesting the way that Dort and Concordia have kind of intertwined this year. And, and I feel like we're going to get the separation a little bit here because we're going to get a common opponent to judge by. Um, with um, Concordia playing Northwestern uh, this Friday, Saturday. Lord, I don't know what day it is. Um, does anybody know what day it is anymore? Not anymore. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. Number 21, we get the Benedictine Ravens, um, who tangle with the Evangel Crusaders this this week. That'll that'll be uh, big on that side of the, of the conference. Absolutely. Number 20, we have Indiana Wesleyan. Who was going to play some fall ball, just didn't uh, didn't happen. Um, so we look forward to seeing them in spring. 
Um, College of Idaho, the same. Number 17, Carroll, the same. Um, I'll loop back on number 18, Dickinson State. I wanted to mention the spring teams together. Um, Dickinson State. You know, I think they should be ranked a little higher just because they are winning. Uh, Their defense does look great. Um, I know that people are getting perspective of the North Star, but they're winning. They're doing what they're supposed to do. I definitely would like to see Dickinson State at least in the top 15. You know, I think it'll happen. I think the pollsters are really doing a good job keeping the spring teams at preseason expectations. Right. And I think once we start playing some some spring football – some of the teams that don't live up to those preseason expectations will fall back and will and we'll finally get that full picture. And Dickinson will, will go up to where they they should. Absolutely. Um, and number 16 is Baker. Uh, they're in the middle of a couple of postponements. Right. They're trying to get a game going. Yeah. So wish them the best. I know this week they are postponed. Um, hope they get one going soon. Southeastern falls back just a spot. That's how it should be. To to, fif- to 15. I think that's that's fair. That uh, the game with Kaiser, you're, you're talking about a three-point game that was close the entire way with the right. number five team in the nation. Absolutely. I'm, I'm no bone to pick there. 14, you've got Bethel of Kansas, who just keeps rising up the poles. Yeah, I, I think uh, Bethel... It's kind of getting the narrative that GPAC usually has. Um, I think people are just waiting for Kansas Wesley and Bethel at this point. I do, too. I do, too. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think they've got a good shot at, at, at it. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, St. Xavier, Siena Heights, and Reinhardt were all waiting for spring. It's interesting. Reinhardt did jump Siena Heights. There's a little bit of jockeying yeah, going on. Yeah, and I think you're going to see just more of that until it gets settled on. Yeah, absolutely. Where you know where opinions will shift a little bit week to week on the spring teams. Top ten, we've got Northwestern coming in at number ten, um, Cumberland's St. Francis, and Concordia at nine, eight, and six. All spring teams. Kansas Wesleyan moving up a spot from eight to seven. Well deserved. I think they need to go even further. We we shall see. I I think again that's one of those cases where you've got one the Bethel game that's looming and two you've got um, a lot of spring teams ahead of them um, that we don't know exactly who they are. We haven't seen them on the field. Top five we've got Kaiser uh, coming back in at number five. Marion and Lindsey Wilson uh, uh, flip flop here. Uh, at, at three and four, Grandview gets a first place vote coming in at number two, and Morningside with five first place votes comes in at number one. I'm excited to to see them again. Um, I know they just they took their opponent last week out behind the, the woodshed. Yeah. It, it was yeah, solid top twenty five. Yeah, I think I. Again, it's not just me and John that are doing this. We've got guys spread across the nation that vote on this. Um, credit to those guys who where, where teams aren't playing yet that are putting the work, putting in the votes, even though there's no local gain for them. Um, it's a credit to them. Let's talk about our games of the week here. We've got number two. Um, oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. 
I skip 417. Our friends at 417 do a great job with the helmets. You know it. We know it. If you've got a football player in your family, uh, maybe maybe your dad played, uh, maybe grandpa played uh, football way back in the day. Maybe your grandpa didn't even wear a helmet. Um, you know, Christmas is coming up. It's middle of October, and I know 2020 has been seven years long, but we're right around the corner from, from Christmas. Um, you know, stuff that stocking with a mini helmet. A high school senior, you know, that would be a great gift for them. Absolutely. Um, as they come to the end of their season, that'd be uh, great for your for your high school football banquets, um, you know, or just a gift there. So let's take a look at our players of the week, our helmet stickers on offense. You've got Kaiser's running back Marcus Burgess went for a buck eighty one and three touchdowns. He was the reason why they won. Yeah, bottom line, put the team on his back. Defensively, you've got Dickinson State's Dawson McLaughlin, who had himself a day. Dickinson State's really done a great job these past couple of years putting out some great defensive backs. They really have. It's really, it's really underrated. a testament of their coaching staff there, I think. Um, McLaughlin finished the game with two tackles, four pass breakups, and two picks against uh, Dakota State. Had to remember whether it was State or Wesleyan. That yeah. still trips me up. So now let's get to our games of the week. So the first one is number two, Grandview versus receiving votes, Culver Stockton. Uh, you know, very interesting matchup. Can Culver, Culver Stockton space out the field enough uh, against Grandview's defense? I don't think it's going to be close. I think Grandview is definitely going to roll. Yeah, I think Grandview is going to have this one. Um, you know, Culver Stockton, if they can make it interesting, they really improve their stock. Yeah, the the hardest thing for a underdog against a heavy favorite is that you have to have some kind of ball control, and Culver Stockton just doesn't have it. Yeah, and, uh, second game is Northwestern versus tied for 22nd, Concordia of Nebraska. If the Bulldogs want to show they're real, they need to win this week. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you That's how you go up in, in sort of the, the GPAC power rankings there. Uh, Dort couldn't get it done. Uh, at home against Northwestern, can the Bulldogs do the same? That really shows you where you are in the G-Pack. And third is Benedictine versus Evangel. Evangel's been a problem for Benedictine the last year. Yeah, they have years. been. And they even knocked them out of the playoffs two years ago. Yeah. And uh, not two years, last year. Yeah. Last year, last year. Two years ago, Benedictine was in the ship. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Evangel and Coach Heplo over there, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing if they get back their winning ways. They were one of our top 25 teams. Yeah, and, and I, I really think that they have the game plan on how to beat Benedictine. It's just going to be whether they can pull it off. Um, now, I wanted to, to, you know, just think about it. It's, it's mid-October. We've been playing for a month and a half now. Um, what's your biggest surprise so far this year? Um, I'd like to say definitely the Bethel Threshers. We knew they were coming on strong last season, but just the amount of points and, you know, rushing yards they're putting up, they look almost, I'd say, unbeatable unless it's Kansas Wesleyan playing. They do look really good. That's, that's definitely, that's definitely a great surprise. Um, you know, uh, I, I hate to call Kaiser a surprise, but they are playing like a team that's got a chip on their shoulder. 
Right. And uh, they're definitely playing. Uh, uh, their play is definitely worthy of a top five, top ten, uh, at worst. Um, ranking. I think we've got them correctly ranked at number five. That's been a a big surprise to me. That's been someone who, uh, you know, has really been on strong. Uh, how about a disappointment for you? Um, you know, a disappointment. You know, it's kind of hard to say this is a disappointment, uh, just because the game felt different this year. Um, but so far, Northwestern, and I know. You're talking about them not beating a world beater in Morningside, but you really thought this was the year, especially after that third quarter. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not really a disappointment at all, but if you had to pick one, is that's that's the one for me. Yeah, that's for, – for me, I think uh, maybe we might have expected a little bit more out of someone like St. Thomas – uh, where we expected yeah. them to take a, a, a good step forward, and they're they're still struggling. But again, it, it's a COVID season, right? Everything's you know a little different. A little different. Um, let's talk to you real quick about Robinson's Outdoor Cleaning Solutions. They also support us there in the Dallas area. Um, they do a great job with uh, any of your outdoor cleaning needs, whether that's pools or anything of that nature. They support us, They su- and uh, they do so in support of their Sooner squads out there. So I wanted to take a look. To tell you the truth, John, Go ahead. I didn't know Oklahoma Panhandle State had played three no, games already. No, I didn't. And, uh, you know, they're getting off to a slow start, but, uh, you know, maybe they can revitalize the season. The Sooner is kind of weird with some playing in the spring and, you know, Arizona Christian and Oklahoma Panhandle State getting in a game now. Uh, be good to keep an eye out on the sooner come spring. You know, I, I don't think that uh, a money game against West Texas A&M is, is a bad bad thing no. for, for OPSU. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of these matchups, um, you know. And they played close against Ottawa, Kansas. And they they're did. no slouch over there. They That's correct. Um you know, I'm I'm looking forward to in in a few weeks seeing uh, Segu versus Arizona Christian, um, and see what Segu brings back. That I I have I have hopes for Segu. I know they lost a lot on defense. Um, you know, but I'm I'm look I'm I'm interested to see how their season turns out. Um, you know, obviously Ottawa is in our or Ottawa of Arizona is in our top twenty five. Um, interested to see what, what Langston brings back. They, they're they uh, kind of embracing the role of the underdog this year. Um, really interested to see what the Langston Lions come with. Yeah, and as we uh, you know leave tonight, Corey, let's give some love to St. Andrew, Ambrose and uh, Coach Puck over there looking through some pictures of the facilities. Dang. Yeah, it looked pretty sweet over there, guys. So looking forward to seeing some Bees football. But uh, other than that, man – Hope we get a good weekend in of NAI football, and uh, you guys take care.